You are now tuned into The Young and the Bayless, the podcast. Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Salutations and greetings, everyone. My name is Jasmine Shanice, and I'll be a gracious host this evening, spilling the tea on all things online dating. Welcome to the wonderful world of the Young and the Bayless, the podcast. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into episode three of the Young and the Bayless, the podcast. Before I get into this episode's craziness, I just wanted to start off by sending my deepest condolences to my bestie. She knows who she is. Just know I love you. I'm praying for you and I got you for whatever, sis. Now, on to some exciting TYTB updates. If you've been wondering where I've been, your girl just celebrated her 30th birthday. Yay, dirty 30. More important than celebrating a milestone B-Day, I have some amazing news to share. As you all know, we were originally available for streaming via SoundCloud, but now the Young and the Bayless, the podcast, can be streamed via Apple Podcasts. Yay! All my iPhone users, be sure to hit that purple podcast app on your phone and search The Young and the Bayless, and it's lit. We here. The party's moved over, but it's still going. I'm super excited to see how much the podcast has grown in three episodes, and it seems like we're only going up from here. I've been getting tons of support online and even some constructive criticism. Trust me, I've been taking note of everything. We're going to work it all out. You know, it's the beginning, so we're going to have a little bit of bumps in the road every now and then. We've got tons to talk about this episode, so let's get into it. First up, I'm going to be sharing three of the craziest encounters I've experienced in online dating. Dudes be out here doing the entire most, so we're going to get into that. I'm also going to be sharing some things I wish people would take into consideration while dating online. And of course, we have a question from one of our loyal TYTB supporters. So, let go. It's Jasmine Shanice in the Young and the Bayless, the podcast, episode three. When it comes to this online dating thing, I'm pretty much an expert. I've used just about every app you could think of, and I've come across any kind of guy you can imagine. That said, I have some hysterical stories to tell. Case in point, there was this one guy. We'll call him Emoji. Emoji and I, we linked on SoulSwipe and had some pretty cool conversation on the app. I should have known something was up with him because he was a typical shirt off, light brown, hazel eyes, squinting, lip licking in all his pictures. You know that type, right? We exchanged numbers and his first question to me was if I mind sending him a picture. Red flag alert. Guys these days are always so pressed to have you send them a picture to quote unquote put it as your contact info, but you know, they just wanna make sure you're not catfish, whatever. After Emoji's first red flag, they just kept on coming. I should have ended all communication there, but I was optimistic about giving him a try. So much for optimism though. This man had the nerve to send me a pic. As if seeing his fully erect you-know-what didn't gross me out enough, he had the nerve to put heart eye emojis down the entire length of it. The conversation between us pretty much ended there, and I thought that was it between Emoji and me, but nope. He had a little bit more in store for the kid. 
The next morning, I woke up and was stunned to find a video of him masturbating in my phone. TMI, but what? How in God's green earth do you send someone that you don't even know a video of you doing that? Like, that's just so crazy to me. I'm no prude. I get that sex thing is here to stay in this technology era. That's cool with me. If you want to send your nudes and videos, that's your personal business. This is a judgment-free zone. But I'd actually prefer to know more than just your name and phone number before you start showing off your unmentionables. Like, bro, we haven't even FaceTimed yet. I could have been a catfish for all he knew. Speaking of catfish, I know that was a terrible segue, but whatever. Your girl had an experience with catfish of her own. And of course, it was jokes. I should have known it would happen one day or the other, but the way it did was comedy, okay? So there was this guy, his name was Paisley. We linked on SoulSwipe as well. And I can't even lie, I was super attracted to his profile picture. The first red flag should have been the fact that he only had one picture. Whether they're the trashiest of the trash or the finest of the fine, just about everybody on all the dating apps that I've come across have had at least two pictures on their profile. I'm usually skeptical about really handsome guys with one picture and empty profiles because it just screams catfish to me. But once again, I disregarded my instincts and ignored a red flag. Paisley was super handsome. He was light skinned, glasses, white teeth. He had an athletic build, a pierced ear, and was tall. And we all know how I love tall guys. We swapped numbers and had a really good conversation and then he asked to video chat. I was like, okay, why not? Guys, why in the world did this man call me and the person on the other end of the phone look nothing like the person from Paisley's profile picture? The only similarities he shared with the person from his picture was the fact that he was A, light-skinned, and B, male. That's it. That's all. Nothing else. He was a complete catfish. I couldn't believe it. We wound up having some technical issues, so our video chat was cut short. I think that was the tech gods looking out for me. Paisley and I didn't converse at all after that. I was tempted to hit him up and ask him about actually catfishing me, but for what? We ain't on MTV. I ain't getting no views for that. <laughs> if you're up for more foolishness, I have one last story for you guys. And this one is a crazy one. Crazier than all the crazy. Why on God's green earth did I come across someone's soul swipe profile picture that was taken at a funeral? How did I know it was taken at a funeral, you ask? Well, the dead body laying in a casket might have been a dead giveaway. Seriously. No, seriously. The man literally posed and was smiling and cheesing happily in front of someone's casket and decided that it was an appropriate picture to post on a dating app of all places. Maybe he wants the world to remember the lady behind him or maybe he's just wild enough to think that that's regular dating behavior, but nah. His ass got a curve because there's just certain things in life where you just can't cross and pictures of dead people, I don't play with those. Now, now, I would be totally remiss if I got on here and didn't share a little dirty laundry of my own. Y'all know how this podcast works. I give a little tea on the craziness that I've experienced, and then I share some of the unfortunate things that I've done my own self. So, let's get into me embarrassing the heck out of myself. 
I have to give a little disclaimer though. This section of the podcast will be a recap of my experience with marijuana-infused snacks. So if you're anti-drug use, please feel free to scroll on down the pod because it's about to get lit, honey. Now, we can get started with the rest of you druggies, okay? (laughs) Judging from the disclaimer, you all should be able to tell... I dibble and dabble in the world of edibles, from cereal bars to marijuana-infused lemonade. I just love it all. (laughs) I tried smoking a few times, and it was not my thing, but whatever. A few years ago, one of my friends purchased me two sets of edibles for Christmas, and I was a huge fan. Fast forward to present day, enjoying edibles with my favorite people is one of my most favorite pastimes. Everybody's reactions to edibles are so different. For me, when I'm under the influence of edibles, I'm way more laid back and reserved, but I also have the giggles. Like laugh alone when I'm sitting in a dark kind of giggles, or sitting at a bar and biting the insides of your cheek to stop yourself from laughing kind of giggles. And that's exactly what happened when I went on my first date with Cross. Longtime readers of the Young and the Bayless blog are familiar with Cross in our whirlwind situationship. Um, yeah, trash, but whatever. We're not even going to go there. Let's get back to the task at hand. Hours before my first date with Cross, I found the remains of an edible that I had purchased earlier the week, and I decided it was a perfect time to take it. Why, oh why, did I do that? Initially, I felt fine. I managed to beat my face to perfection and throw my hair in a cute little bun. I was as perfect as I was going to get for the night. I thought I was good, but wrong. Going on a first date under the influence of edibles was literally one of the best and worst decisions I've ever made in my life. Like I said before, I was super laid back, but surprisingly, I was a bit talkative. And I laughed at just about everything we talked about, whether it was funny or not. Also, I'm not sure if this is everyone's experience when they're high, but man, whenever I have edibles, it's like a freaking sensory overload, like walking around with goosebumps and I can feel each and every piece of fabric that covers my skin kind of overload. Normally, I'll be cool, but this time it was a little weird because he kept finding the strangest excuses to touch me. Not in an inappropriate or unwelcome kind of way. It was little things like touching my wrist, grabbing my hands to look at my nail, or even poking a fake dimple that pops up on my face when I smile too hard. Those kinds of things. I can't front though. Being high took away any nervous energy and anxiety that usually comes from going on a first date. Especially when the person you're supposed to be meeting is late AF. It also made things flow a little easier. Everyone I meet debate me on this, but I swear I'm socially awkward AF. The people I meet always tell me I'm crazy and I seem hella social, but I have the strangest feelings about initial meetings, so being high was like a remedy to all of that. Cross and I had previously spoken about edibles, and when he finally arrived, I let him know that he was lucky I was high or else I would have left because who has time to be waiting on somebody? Not I, said the cat. Another weird thing about being high on edibles during my date was that every single time he looked in my eyes, I either laughed or blushed. Not because I was smitten, even though I kind of was, but because it was so weird having someone staring into your soul when you're high. I even had to remind him, like, bro, whatever you're looking for in my eyes, you're not going to find it. At least not while I'm high anyway. (laughs) According to him, he could tell a lot about a person based on the story their eyes told, but obviously he wasn't telling anything for me. 
but yeah that was pretty much my embarrassing experience about going on a date under the influence would i do it again uh probably not no i'm lying i probably would but this time i'll be sure to use a smaller 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 piece just to make sure that i'll be nice and not crazy when I first started online dating two years ago, it was with a positive attitude. I was genuinely excited to get to know people, to see what was out there. But over time, it got kind of overwhelming. When you see guys come at you with crazy disrespectful comments or they would waste your time, it began to like weigh heavy on me. And I started to get a weird feeling about like, you know what, this is like, it feels like stress. This feels like work. It doesn't feel like fun. And so... I compiled a list of things that I wish men on dating apps would take into consideration. It's hard sometimes wanting to get to know people when you have them like coming at you so crazy about like how you look physically and what they want to do to you sexually or just beating around the bush and wasting your time and playing games with you. So here's a few tips that I put together. Tip number one, be mindful of your compliments. Calling a woman you're interested in sexy as if that's her first name may be okay for some people, but for me, it grinds my gears. You find me visually appealing, cute, or even sexy, that's dope. However, I'm more than that and would kindly appreciate it if you focus on something else, like maybe calling me by the name I was given at birth. I don't know. Next up, don't get too familiar too soon. A few text messages may make it seem like you've known someone for years, but be mindful of the fact that you haven't. Don't get too comfortable using pet names or acting a certain way when you're interacting with someone you literally just met. As nice as people appear, they're still complete strangers. Next tip, be respectful. I don't know who raised this new generation of daters, but clearly respect was not at the top of the list of things you were taught. Before you hit someone up saying anything, how about starting out with a greeting? Good morning, good afternoon, or even a basic hello will go way better than uh, when you come to see me sexy, I'm trying to see what that mouth do. Like dang, are good manners that hard to come by? Have a little tact guys, come on. Next up, be forward i know this sounds like the previous section but it's not you're interested in going on a date with me then say that we're bonding over our common interest in tequila and you know a bomb mexican bar ask me to come through with you you want to see if i'm as dope as i look in my pictures don't beat around the bush with the whole oh when are we gonna chill nah take the initiative and invite me somewhere public me personally i'm not trying to netflix and chill with anybody that i don't know personally a lot of these new daters out here that I'm meeting on the internet don't stand a chance of me crossing the threshold of their home until I can trust that you're not going to kidnap, rape, or sell me into human trafficking. Kanye Shrug. Next up, respect my safety. This is a really big thing for me because I feel like guys are just so weird when it comes to just inviting people to their homes. I'm not sure if they're aware of this or not, but women have to be extremely cautious when dating. You may not be one of them, but there are tons of men who prey on women and that puts us in a constant state of awareness. Shoot, it may even be paranoia. The struggle is real out here in these online dating streets, but for us ladies, it's even more dangerous. So be mindful of our security when pursuing someone. 
Although you may be a good-natured, stand-up kind of person, a woman should always put her security before her interest. As a suitor slash potential bae, it's your job to ensure that she never puts herself in a situation that could possibly compromise her safety. Coming over to chill after two or three text conversation may seem like nothing to you, but think about it. Would you be okay with your sister, niece, little cousin, daughter doing the same? Keep that in mind before you try to Netflix and chill after sliding in someone's Instagram DMs. Keep your safety in mind. Most men have this belief that they're untouchable. It's cute and sometimes really admirable, but just like women, men need to keep their safety in mind too. The chick you met on whatever app could see the things you're flossing on Instagram, the bottles you're posing in front of in the club, and decide to line you up. That's New York lingo for set you up to be robbed, by the way. Don't believe me? Just look into the story of 18-year-old Keith Andrea Cook. She was sentenced to 20 years in a state prison for using a dating app to set up a robbery that ultimately led to the shooting of another teen. And this was back in 2017, so it wasn't that long ago, you know? So we all just have to do our best to make sure that we're secure and safe. Because while you think you're about to smash real quick or Netflix and chill, with the baddie you fell head over heels in lust with, she could very well be planning your own demise. So smarten up, guys. This is an important one for me because it's like a pet peeve. I hate when people do this. But chill with all that sex talk. We're all adults here, right? And for most of us, sex plays a big role in the relationships we have with the people we're interested in. That said, constantly bringing up sex is corny AF. I totally get it. When you're physically attracted to someone and your hormones are raging, you're ready to get down to business. But I can assure you that's the easiest way for me to lose my interest. In my experience with life and sex too, the people that talk the most are the ones who turn out to be the biggest disappointments. You can do this, you like that. Oh really, that's cool, but that's not what I'm trying to talk about when I'm eating my breakfast. Oh, you're a freak, that's dope. Seeing videos of you pleasuring yourself is not what I'm trying to do at 9 a.m. Leave me something to be excited about. You're confident in whatever skills you have, whatever abilities you can do, that's great. Don't talk about it. When the time comes, prove it, and that'll do enough talking for the both of us. But for most chatty patties out there in these online dating streets, you miss tons of opportunities because of your big mouths. So take it from me. Pipe down, put the pipe down, and go on about your business. And scene. That's pretty much all the advice that I can come up with for guys that are on dating apps. I'm sure that I'll come up with something else later on down the line, but at the moment, those are like the most pressing things that grind my gears, like literally drive me mad. In this week's edition of Message! We have a question from TYTB supporter Khalid underscore greens, aka Weezy, and he asks us the following. So it seems you are targeting professional or classy black men. Um, this question stems from your advice you gave for women to maybe lose the booty pics if they want to be presented a certain way. Now it's become very common for people today to display themselves in a sexual or vulgar way. Um, even some of those respected and successful figures that we see. So on the male side of it, um, I just want to know what your personal take is on men who post shirtless pictures, you know, on their profiles, whether it be their profession as a personal trainer, a model, 
or they're just home in the bathroom? How do you personally judge that? First things first, shout out to you for listening to TYTB, the podcast episode number two. For those of you guys who have yet to check out that episode, I basically gave a recap of 10 commandments to follow that would help draw people into your dating app profile. One of the commandments talked about the different types of pictures that you should post. So Khalid underscore greens to answer your question, I believe the same rules apply for men. I know, I know. Society has groomed us all to believe that women's bodies are so different than men and we're all hypersexualized. Like when you look at women that get shamed for breastfeeding in public, but then men can walk around topless all the time. I think gender norms and foolishness like that aside, for me, I think it's like a little obnoxious. I think that it's important to post how you want to be perceived on social and social includes dating apps, right? So I think that when guys post pictures topless, whether they're like in the bathroom or in the gym, I think that is like high key annoying. It's like, what do you want? Like, you want me to like lust over your body? Like, that's cute. What else do you have to offer? I think that is an indication of like who you are as a person and where you are mentally. If you want people to be interested in you based on how you look then to me that seems a little bit shallow that like sends signs of like being super 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 superficial and that's not personally what I'm looking for in a partner but then I get it like if you're on vacation and you're having a good time you might want to just like take a picture on the beach and that might be your favorite selfie that you have or whatever I think that's different than when you're like posing in front of a mirror in a bathroom topless winking with your tongue all out and flexing you know I think it's all about balance too I don't know this one is a little confusing because I totally get how it could be appealing in one way where it's like oh he has a nice body but then it's like damn like is his body the only thing like that's his selling point and I get it like when you're on Instagram and you're a fitness trainer or you're a model and you're trying to get your likes up or you're trying to get new clients like yeah showing off your body may help you there but it's like what image are you trying to sell to me as somebody that's a potentially gonna date you? I think that's like the difference for me. I don't think I've been on any dates with anybody who's had like topless pictures on their dating apps for the most part. Guys that I've had like awkward exchanges with are the ones that tend to pose with their shirt off. So guys like Emoji from the beginning of this episode, like those are the kinds of guys that I find are the ones that post topless and that kind of coincides with my belief that men who pose like that have something besides dating on their minds. So I hope that answers your question, Kali underscore greens. Just want to say thank you so much for shooting us a question. If you guys have a question you'd like me to answer, just feel free to shoot me over a DM on Instagram at theyoung.thebayless or on my personal IG, Jasmine underscore Shanice, and I'll be more than willing to read it on air. And there you have it, guys. This is the end of The Young and the Bayless, the podcast episode three. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, y'all. We moving on up in the world. I guess that's it. Until next time, it's Jasmine Shanice and The Young and the Bayless, the podcast.